party people it's me mary again it's been a week i've missed you guys um i've actually been dying to get on here and just ramble for like 25 minutes because (laughs) when you have nothing to do in the city i just got a lot to talk about i need this is like my therapy recently um well, my therapist is not allowed to therapize me. That's a whole story. It's not because I'm bad or anything. It's because her old boss is a fucking biatch, which is crazy because you would expect someone who runs a therapy practice to be, like, chill, right? <laughs> like, like instead of making me not be able to go to therapy because she's angry. Anyways, that's a long story, and I'm not going to get into it because that's not my biz to tell, but... This has been my therapy, and thank you all for tuning in for that. This week has been a phenomenal week. Um, I've been hanging out with friends. I've made friends. I have just done a lot. I've been busy, which is good because usually I'm not busy here. Um, My internship is only like Fridays during the day and Saturday and Sunday nights, so it's like, what do I do every other day uh, and that's why i go to the dog park and that's why i talk about the dog park so much sorry guys um but this week was a really scary week for me because i have two stand-up gigs happening and they're with like pretty legit people right and i'm only used to doing stand-up in a college basement with drunk college kids or at this sh- club in New York City where I would only be performing to an old awkward couple on first dates and this angry Jewish man who would make fun of them. (laughs) But me and him got along really well, so no hate to him. He was actually my favorite. I just know that the audience didn't appreciate it, especially the people on their first dates because, you know, they're already divorced. They're like divorced people, so they're already nervous because they haven't dated in like God knows. Oh, I just got a text from my mom. She liked my message. Anyways, um, like these people haven't dated in God knows how long. And then they're on their first date at a shitty comic club in New York at 5.30 p.m. Like, it's just bad vibes. So my first one was at the yard in Los Angeles. And I obviously looked up everyone. And these are like established people, right? So I felt like an imposter, especially because I had, like, the past year, I've just been feeling really weird about stand-up. It just, like, hasn't felt like my thing. Um, And I've been really anxious about it and pressuring myself to memorize everything and just feeling really weird about it. Um, And, like, it wasn't, like, a, a reasonable path for me. And then the other two shows I did here in L.A., one was opening for a one-woman show, so I just don't think the audience was expecting me to come out and be like, hey, I'm Mary, and here are some jokes. And then the other one was at the Hollywood Comedy, and if you ever go there, leave immediately. It was awful. Um, So I already had some bad vibes with stand-up out here in Los Angeles in addition to feeling like an imposter and being nervous because I just didn't feel like my stand-up was that good. And I was literally performing with 
professionals who would probably make me look like a little shrimp. Which, nothing wrong with being a little shrimp, but I was terrified. Luckily, though, I did the show last night, and it went super well. And now I feel like I've kind of finally gotten, like, I'm on the up now. Like, before I was rock bottom, and now I'm finally starting to kind of, like, go up and kind of get a sense of myself. And I feel like a lot of that comes from trusting yourself. I feel like I didn't really trust myself before because when I first started doing stand-up, oh, sorry, guys. I have such a bad taste in my mouth and not, like, metaphorically. Like, I just showered and put on my face moisturizer and for some reason, like, got in my throat and it's disgusting. Ugh. Oh, my God. There's no water in sight. Oh, my God. Anyways, I would always write out my sets word for word and then memorize them. And I think when you're starting out, like, that is a beautiful thing to do. I think that worked really well for me. It got me my start. It helped me feel confident on stage. And then I started to kind of forget things. So, and that was the worst feeling ever because my memory is not awesome. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. If you ask me to sing the lyrics of a song, I will not be able to do it. Um, ask anyone. It's terrible. And so then I started feeling really insecure because I kept forgetting my set. And because I did that once, I didn't trust myself the next time. And then it kept happening again because I was going up there with kind of a negative attitude about it and really nervous. The nerves were like overpowering the excitement, which isn't how it should be. You should be excited to be doing something, especially when it's a hobby. It's like I I should have been doing this for fun. Um, And that's when I started writing out my entire set word for word and bringing it up on stage with me on paper and reading it off the paper. So I kind of backtracked. And the paper was really distracting. I looked at it way less than I thought I would, but I still was looking at it, so it broke up the flow of the set. I then allowed myself to not become familiar with my material, and then that also broke up the flow. And I wasn't, like, loving my t- material as much. Like, I because I wasn't paying as much attention to it, I wasn't giving it the care that it needed, and I, I would get up on stage and do it and go, oh, I didn't really think that was that funny. So, and it was just because I'd write it and go, okay, this is good and I'm going to perform it. This time I did some old material, but also some new material. And I just wrote down like 10 bullet points on my notepad. And I was like, okay, you're going to improvise it. You're going to add things. That's what I do best. I'm an improviser, not a memorizer. And that also was really scary because I was taking a big risk at a place with some professionals and I didn't know how it was going to go because I could either absolutely bomb on stage from doing that because I would have no idea what to do and I would start spitting out of my mouth random words and it wouldn't make sense. Or I would crush because I trust myself better. Like, I had to trust myself in that situation. And because of that, I did. That was probably, it felt like the best set I've ever done in my entire life, which is like such a great feeling. And it's because I forced myself to trust myself up there. I had to add things. I had to trust that I'm funny. I had to trust that I could make people laugh. 
I had to trust that I could do a setup and punchline off the dome, and it worked. And, like, that's, I'm really proud of myself for that because up until literally last night I thought, I can never do stand-up. I don't want to do this. It stresses me out. And now I can't wait for my show on Saturday because I actually feel like myself. I felt like myself up on stage rather than feeling like I was putting on a character of myself. I felt like I was having a conversation with the audience, and they, it felt great. And I feel like I'm kind of I'm back at it, you know, and it feels good. My next show is at UCB. Upright Citizens Brigade, which is an iconic improv theater. Um, it's at 11.30 p.m. Uh, at UCB Franklin. And I'm so stoked for it because there's also some really good improvisers there. It's not improv. It's it's a show where people can do whatever they want. So I'm doing a set just because, like, that's... I don't have anyone here who I can, like, force to be in a sketch with me. But... And that's also what I been doing anyway um but like there's a guy who's gonna be performing there who I went to go see do a show and was blown away at his improv skills and then I saw the lineup and he was on it and I was like holy shit I am in the same show as this man that's incredible and up until last night I was terrified about that but now I'm excited because I get to talk to him and it's gonna be great and I get to ask him all sorts of questions Last night, there was a guy there who was pretty old, and he was wearing tight leather pants and just, like, a basic black T-shirt. He had glasses. Really nice guy. He was really nice. And I just kind of was picking his brain, and he was like, yeah, like, my main spot is the comedy store. Um, And I was like, whoa. If you don't know the comedy store, it is one of the most iconic stand-up joints in Los Angeles, in the country. David Spade performs there. I love David Spade. So, of course, I had to ask him, do you know David Spade? And he was like, yeah, he's a really weird dude. And then I found out that this guy was in the movie Benchwarmers with him. What? That is my favorite movie. And I obviously started talking about how the guy had to tape the baseball bat to his hand so that he wouldn't throw it when he hit the ball. And because of that, he was, like, the best batter ever. And he just didn't respond. But that's okay. I feel like if I did that too, I, I that was years ago for him. He probably doesn't care. Anyways. This guy's like, I'm talking to him about like some of my TikTok stuff, whatever, about ads, how I don't really like to do ads that much because they stress me out. Or like, I don't want to do an ad for a multivitamin because I've never taken a vitamin in my entire life. Except for those like, gummy ones and they were expired at my grandma's house but I took them anyway because they tasted yummy and that's why I glow green at night but hey they were delicious anyways and he's like well I don't drink uh and I do alcohol ads and I was like yeah I feel like that's a pretty common thread among like older comedians is that like they're pretty sober now and he goes Nah, my friends at the comedy store, they all are really drunk and do hardcore drugs. And that's it. He didn't explain it. I was like, oh. I literally looked at him and went, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know what to say. The night continues. And he's, I come off stage and he's talking about 
pedophilia in the industry and stuff. And that was just a crazy conversation, especially because we were at we were in the green room of a comedy theater. And I just got off stage. And people are performing on stage. You hear the audience laughing and everyone's just talking about pedophilia within the comedy industry and in the modeling industry and stuff like that. And I kept trying to chime in, you know, say some things, but apparently I'm not really in touch with the pedophilia world, um, believe it or not. Um, And so I just, like, didn't have anything good to say. And every time I said something, I was like, oh, I don't know if that was the right thing to say. Um, But, yeah, it it was a great show. Um, I also got to go to a concert this week with my bestie gal, Steffi. Steffi works with me on my internship, and she's taken me in and shown me around L.A., and she's just the kindest person ever. She's a hot yoga teacher. So I did one of her hot yoga classes this week, too, and I have never sweat so much in my entire life. My Like, I'm talking all of my fingers and toes were pruny after. That is how saturated I was in my own sweat. And oh man, did it feel good. But also, oh man, was it really hard to get through? Oh yeah. And oh man, was everyone else in that class really good at yoga? Yep. Uh, but because Steffi was teaching the class, when she would be like, okay, freestyle, I would just lay on my mat and I didn't feel so bad about it because she was like really awesome and she's the best teacher ever. Hot yoga in Koreatown, Steffi, take her class, she's awesome. Anyways, we went to a Claire Rosencrantz concert, and I have loved Claire Rosencrantz for a minute. Like, I discovered her with my friend Shelby. We listened to her in high school. She's phenomenal. And her drummer reached out to me like a month ago. His name's Robert, lit dude. We're from neighboring towns, which is just a cool connection. We have mutual friends. And he's the drummer for her. Can you believe how crazy that is? And so... Because he's awesome and really nice, he got me in, which was awesome. I didn't have to pay. Um, And I got merch, of course. And also just going to a concert. I don't know if you guys have ever been to concerts, but I've been to a few. I've been to two Jonas Brothers concerts and a Claire Rosencrantz concert. So I go to a lot of concerts. Um, But live music is just way more fun to dance to. Because I'm one of those people who just, like, needs to blast music in my car to actually, like, feel it. Otherwise, it just makes me dissociate. And so I had the best time at this concert. I listened to her music the whole week going up to it. And it was just a very therapeutic time. It was great. And then I got to meet the drummer after, which was also just really cool that I got to, like, Meet someone who I connected with online who is very nice, has a lot in common with me, and I got to meet him in person, which is awesome. And then the next day we went to the dog park with Penny. Little Penny. Penny's sleeping on my bed right now. Um, and that's just been the coolest thing about L.A. so far is, like, people reaching out to me and connecting with me because they like my material, but then they're also really awesome, so I get a little bit, like, starstruck when I meet them. Um, because, like, this kid's going on tour. He's going to Australia. Like, what? You want to hang out with me? 
Same thing goes with this guy who DM'd me today. He's, like, going to some movie premiere, and he's, like, an actor and verified on Instagram, which is crazy that people are verified on Instagram. That just doesn't seem in the cards for me. Anyways, and he was like, I want to see your show. Because he watches my TikToks, and I was like, um, yeah, I'm performing on Saturday. And he was like, yeah, I have a movie premiere, but I'll be there after. And I was like, holy shit! I was like, what the fuck? And I think it's just so cool that people reach out to me online because they like my content because they want to get to know me and, you know. Then I get to make friends who are really cool, and that's awesome. And I love seeing my friends do cool stuff. And now I get to brag about how I know the drummer to Claire Rosencrantz. Do you guys hear that? They're doing yard work outside. Which is crazy because there is no yard, so I don't know what they're doing. It sounds like a weed whacker. Okay, it's settling down. They've chopped up all the weeds, all five of them. But it's been a really good week. Um, I feel like I finally really come into my own here in L.A. And I was nervous that it wasn't going to happen. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, well, fuck, I go home soon. Like, it's so quick. Oh, I do have a story. (laughs) I have a boss, right? I'm an intern, so of course I have a boss. And he told me the craziest story. He followed me around the theater and was talking to me about the biggest hippie thing him and his ex did. They had a child. She was an oopsie baby. And they raised her, obviously, but they're not together anymore. They both live out here in L.A. And he was like, this is the hippiest thing I've ever done. And I was like, you didn't. You didn't. Immediately I'm thinking, placenta. I was correct. He told me that he took his whatever she was to him, ex-girlfriend, the mother of his child's placenta, dried it up, ground it up, got a pill kit, put the placenta into the pills so that she could eat the placenta. I've only heard about that in movies and on TV, and everyone knows that people on TV who aren't famous are robots. Like the moms who go on the Today Show and talk about those benefits, robots. So this was quite shocking to me, as you could imagine. I was like, wow, I didn't know people actually did that. And he told me that she said that eating one of those pills every day was better than Adderall. What? How can that be? How can dead skin be better than Adderall? But I guess on on TV and stuff, they say that eating the placenta has, like, crazy benefits. So I guess I kind of have to believe him. But still, that... I never knew my boss would ever share anything like that with me. But I'm glad he did. Today I had awesome avocado toast, but I wasn't really hungry when I ordered it. So then I brought it home, and then I finished it. And I was walking over to Steffi's house, awesome Steffi, to go to the pool. And as I was in the elevator, I was with this other lady And I guess one of the red pepper flakes from it was, like, still in my mouth. And I inhaled, and it just hit the back of my throat and started burning. And I'm, like, coughing and choking.
but also trying not to, so my face is all red. And thank God that lady got out before me because it was embarrassing and also unexpected. I didn't know what to do in that scenario, and I didn't have any water with me. But the avocado toast was so fucking fire. It was gorgeous. It was so beautiful. And I was just expecting some toast with avocado on it. No, it was toast with avocado on it, soft-boiled eggs, pepper flakes, corn, feta, with a little bit of salad on the side, like a little spring mix. Delicious. It was perfect. And I will be going back there all the time to get it because I literally walked there from my apartment. It was so close. It's like half a mile. And then tonight for dinner, I have some leftover pasta that I will be having. And then tonight, I'm going to do an escape room with some friends, which I'm really excited about. Um, but anyways, I guess that's all I really have to talk about. I don't really have any dog park stories this week. Penny and I have been trying to run. I've been trying to teach her to run around the Silver Lake Reservoir. But um, she's not great at it. Because she lays down, but won't give me warning when she lays down. And she kind of just flops on the ground, which is tough. But this past day, we did it. We almost made it through the entire loop before she laid down. And I'm really proud of her for that. I would love to see her do a hot yoga class. Probably not good for her. But maybe she'd like the heat. She likes to lay on the sidewalk in the summer in the sun and look like a dead dog. Um, so she might like the hot yoga room. But anyways, that's my podcast for this week. Oh, I had a crazy dream. I had this dream where all of a sudden time wasn't real and everyone was really confused about how long a period of time went. Kind of like when you're on edibles. <laughs> my whole family kept trying to fix this clock that we had. And in order to fix it, we just started shooting it with our guns. Which first off. I don't have a gun. And if I did, I wouldn't use it. I just put it in the front of my pants. But that's how we fix the clock, which is crazy. So if you have a clock that doesn't work, maybe try and shoot it. Who knows? Maybe I was getting, maybe my dream was telling me something. Anyways, that's my time. Follow me on TikTok at, at real underscore mary underscore mother underscore of underscore god or on instagram at mary.shalby um hit me up i'm around let me know what you guys want to hear me talk about this this week i feel like i didn't have that much to talk about or anything that was that interesting so let me know in the comments you can do that um and i'd love to hear from you guys you can also dm me that stuff on instagram and i'll see it i check my dms pretty frequently so yeah let me know um and thanks for listening and i'll see you next week